fans and the best fans coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. The playoff series between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia begins tonight, and picking the winner is simple. It comes down to who has the most Olympic gold medals. Sidney Crosby has two, so he's going to win. Claude Giroux has zero gold medals. Giroux did the hard part. He was born Canadian. That's the main qualification. But he has zero gold medals. In fact, I'm told the NHL declined participation in this year's Pyeongchang Olympics because they didn't want to be embarrassed by Claude Giroux playing. They didn't want him grabbing some Korean cop's butt. It's true. It's damn true. So Sid's got the two gold medals. Very impressive, even if he didn't win one with the broken freaking neck. And when Game 3 takes place in Philadelphia, I just want to remind the so-called fans there, you do not boo an Olympic gold medalist. He's the best in the world. They call Philadelphia the city of brotherly love. In Pittsburgh, we call that incest. The Pittsburgh will win in five games. Maybe four. Is it possible for them to win in three? Could somebody please check that? As everything always does, this series will come down to the three I's. Intensity, intelligence, and integrity. The Flyers have none of the above. In fact, the real challenge is trying to figure out which they have the least of. Their intensity is too often misplaced. Their integrity is non-existent. And when it comes to intelligence, they couldn't spell 1975 if you spotted them the one and the nine. Let me close, if I may, with a little poem. We love Sid and Gino, the Flyers we despise. 42 years will be 43 if the Penguins follow my three eyes. The three eyes brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you could trust. Obviously, tribute to Kurt Angle, who did such a great job in that match at WrestleMania after a long time on the shelf. Joining me now and trying to knock over all of the equipment, he is the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Uh, Dejan, what kind of game plan are you expecting from the Flyers? Will they try to rattle the Penguins, or will they try to outplay the Penguins? I'll be more specific than that. First of all, I think that they're going to stick with their usual game plan aside from paying a little bit of extra attention with a couple forwards in particular to Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby. Uh, otherwise, they're not changing strategies. What they will do, if they're going to come after the Penguins, it's going to be specifically at Matt Murray. I really believe that you're going to see them crashing the net, trying to make trouble there. And, you know, the only way to solve that, because the Penguins don't exactly have a ton of big... Uh, bulldozer types in front of the net, even Jamie Alexiak really isn't that guy, is to hope for the officials to do that work. Now, we've seen goaltender interference getting called uh, more than ever, but at the same time, it's the playoffs. Well, right, and if a goaltender interference penalty is called, but Murray gets knocked out for a couple games, that's two minutes well taken. I think the best yep. way to stop the Flyers from running Murray is to have the puck all the time. That would, and I think that's attainable. Yeah, that would help. And also to stay out of the penalty box, which I understand is going to be a completely separate issue for the Penguins, killing penalties. I think they are a very bad matchup with Philadelphia's power play. The Flyers love to do those east-west passes that cut through the box. 
The Penguins have been really prone to giving those kinds of plays up, giving up too many easy shots from the middle. Uh, that's a challenge. The best way to do that is, yeah, what you said, keep the puck, but also keep out of the box. What's odd about Philadelphia in this matchup, they play a lot like the Penguins, only worse. It's an offensive hockey team. It's high risk, but not as high reward as the Penguins. Yeah, and some of that goes to the fact that they have a young defense. and Those guys score a ton of goals. I mean, they had 50 goals in the regular season, more than any defenseman in the National Hockey League. But they also give up a lot of chances. They will allow, not so much in terms of odd man breaks, but once you're set up in their zone, they're not great. And that's because they don't have that experience. The other thing is, and I know this is the elephant in the room, they don't have a goaltender. And as a result, that makes you a little bit more timid, no matter who you are, in your own zone, because you fear that every single shot has a chance to go in. Brian Elliott's going to start. He was pretty good in St. Louis, but that was quite a few years ago. How long of the leash do you think he's on? Uh, they traded for Peter Morozik from Detroit. Uh, what would it take to get him in the barrel? You know, they want to give Elliott a chance, and that's why they. I think it's at least possible that they rushed him back. I mean, it's hard to figure out from a 53-day absence that he comes back with just two games to play in the regular season and doesn't look particularly good in those, I might add. Uh, three soft goals, all three of them against Carolina were stoppable shots. And then, you know, New York, the Rangers folded 10 two months ago. But when you look at the situation now, do you bring Mrazek in? I mean, the last time the Flyers were here just a couple of weeks ago, they were afraid to put Mrazek out there. They they went with, I don't even remember the kid's name. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. that uh, <laughs> somebody, nobody. I, I remember that. His first name was Alex. I do yeah. remember that. He yeah. was probably their emergency goal. I think it was, yeah, it was French-Canadian something. Anyway, he... He was their guy, and he lasted for, what, about a period and a half? They want to give Elliott a chance to establish himself, mostly because they know that nobody else in this well, in the you, equation you know, could. You know, you know, to be fair, Dejan, I don't blame them at all for that, Mm-mm. because Brian Elliott at one time was a good goalie. He was okay. And I don't think that description's ever applied to Peter Morazic. It has not. Actually, it hasn't applied uh, to any Philadelphia goaltender since the current GM. Alex Leon. Alex Leon. Yeah, was I said the, it was French. He was their fourth goalie. They also have Michael Neuvert uh, on the injured list. And actually, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad he's on the injured list because... He might be the best of the three. Well, and the best against Pittsburgh based on past performance. He's done okay against yeah, the Penguins. And, and he has a history with them, too. So he's got a little bit more of a knowledge. But, you know, look, that, that's their Achilles heel. If you're the Penguins and you don't come out just gunning in this game you're out of your mind they've scored five goals in each of the four regular season games against philadelphia and i see no reason why that can't continue uh can drew and voracek take over games the way sid and gino so often do you look at the point totals of especially drew and you figure it's possible but but boy i look at drew and voracek more as point collectors steady producers and there's nothing wrong with that but I don't think they're going to take over playoff games. No, they're, I mean, they're, unless they do it on the power play to reference what you said earlier. Yeah, that's you know when you talk about taking over games, we're probably talking about five or six guys in the entire National Hockey League. And Giroux and Voracek, with all due respect, they're both very, very good players. Aren't that the Flyers don't have that? What they can have, though, and this goes to your point, is piling up points and piling up uh, efficiency with the puck with a general forecheck that involves, they have good speed on the wings. A lot of these younger guys will come at the Penguins on the perimeters along the boards, and they'll beat them wide. And then those defensemen that we mentioned, the Shane Goss despair, uh, these guys not will, 
won't just join the rush. They'll lead the rush. And if you'll remember in that last game here, whatever it was, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Penguins were very poor, I thought, and more importantly, Mike Sullivan thought, at keeping their bodies in front of those defensemen, uh, making sure that they didn't get those easy shots. Well, now, part of that was those defensemen got out ahead of the play after bad turnovers made by the yep. Penguins. Yep. And the Penguins have got to cease making turnovers in particular at each blue line because they were prone to that in that game. And when they've done poorly this year, that may be the biggest flaw. Yeah, it, it was. And Murray wasn't very good in that game either, giving up a couple of unscreened long shots. In general, if the Penguins can find a way to front the Flyers, especially in the neutral zone and the defensive zone, they're going to get the puck to turn it back the other way, and they're going to score a bunch of goals. That, that, to me, is the key to the series. It's, it's not something that's super complicated here. So bet the over. We're talking today on Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. Uh, Dejan, are the Penguins weak anywhere? When you look at them, we talked about the turnovers at the blue line. The PK is not great, but it's better than Philadelphia's. But is there anything involving the Penguins you would refer to as a weakness? You know, I'm not 100% sure that they're going to have four-line depth. And I don't say that expecting the fourth line to be as good as the third line. Well, well you see, but you don't I, want it to fall off a cliff either. I, I think that's always been kind of a, a, an urban legend with, with the Penguins and with most good hockey teams. The coaches talk about rolling four lines because it makes everybody seem involved. Yeah, no, Usually I, when you look at the minutes played, the fourth line turns out to be a place to store penalty killers. But, and I think that'll be the case here. Yeah, but they don't have that either. And that's actually been my biggest concern with the fourth line. And, you know, they don't have great penalty killing. They don't have great penalty killers. And that's a big concern. You asked about a weakness going in. I go back to game six in Nashville when the Predators had all five of the game's power plays and you had Matt Cullen. Well, normally you would have had Nick Benino. He was hurt. You had guys out there who were experienced and knowledgeable in how to cut off shooting lanes, and the Penguins haven't done that at all for two months. By the same token, statistically, Mm -hmm. their penalty kill wasn't much better last year. Uh, Overall, yeah, but they got better later in the regular season as opposed to what we've seen this year where it really dropped off when Ian Cole was traded. Well, you're right about the experience level Mm -hmm. on the PK last year, much greater than this year. What are your expectations for the... For the third line with Broussard, Sherry, and Kessel. And indeed, your expectations for having Geno, Sid, and Kessel on separate lines. Well, I think that uh, I, I think that with the third line, I know this. This is an intangible, but they've, they've really started to hit it off together off the ice, which is a nice thing to see. Uh, Connor Sherry in particular with those guys. It's not always easy to bring him out of his shell. They're starting to work together a little bit more. I like some of what they've seen. The concern I have with the third line is that when they're on, you're going to see three guys basically... Uh, going perimeter around the edges of the offense, and you're not going to have that one guy that crashes through, which is why I think there's at least a chance, Mark, that at some point in these playoffs, depending on how long they go, you might see Zach Aston Reese be a better fit on that line. I think so, too. Or somebody gets hurt, he jumps up. Right. And I think he's going to be a playoff producer, Dejan, because he makes plays in tight spaces. Yes. And the playoffs are all about making well, plays I'm in glad tight you spaces. Mentioned that. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because not many people seem to have recognized that part of his game. They think of him as just a guy that's crashing. Well, no, crease. he's not a bruiser like Cornquist. No. What he does is he gets in front of the net, and the puck falls at his feet, move here, move there, open net. But not just in front of the net. And this is this is no, the, you're right in the corners, yeah, along the wall, along definitely. the wall. He will find a way to make space for himself, and then turn and make the right play, and make it quickly, make it at an NHL level, as if he's been playing in the league for a while. That's the part that surprises me the most about him. 
Uh, what are your expectations for Chris Letang and Matt Murray in this series? Because those are certainly the two guys that the Hoy Polloi talk about the most. I have total faith in both. I think they're proven players uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's not really an opinion, Mark. And will not. Well, right. <laughs> will, will <laughs> they not, are. They will not disappoint in no, these playoffs. No, they won't. And start, starting with Latang, this is the time of year where Mike Sullivan will go up to him and say two words, and he uses this a lot with Latang: just defend. Where he puts Latang in that mindset. This is something that back when Brooks Orpik was here, he used to drill into Latang to the point of really annoying him. I might add. Where he would say to him, look, all of your game starts in the back end. If you go back there and take care of business, the rest of it just flows. The rest comes naturally. If he does that, he'll be fine. If he tries to go all over the place, then it's going to be a problem. Matt Murray, I'll tell you what defines his playoff, his round for me. That's going to be his ability to go east-west when Philadelphia has the power play. Remember, Marc-Andre Fleury, I thought, almost single-handedly beat the Capitals and their power play last spring mostly because he could get over and stop those one-timers from Ovechkin. The Flyers love to do that left-right stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think both Latang and Murray uh, will do fine. Uh, Matt Murray has no care about his statistics. Oh, my. And, no. and, and, and I've, I've run into very <laughs> few goalies who are like that. Like Tom Barrasso, for example, would calculate his save percentage to the fifth digit while the game was going on. Uh, he, he cared that much about his numbers, but but Murray he's just not alone. A Murray, lot of guys, right? But Murray just wants to win the games. I used to think that was an affectation, no. being cavalier about his stats. But he's a big save, big game goal. He, he is, and that's I think that's partly because if the way he entered this league, his rewards, his tangible rewards, have been the ultimate prize at the end. If someone told Matt Murray that in four or five years he might win a Vezina Trophy, if he might have this and this kind of number, he couldn't care less. Well, I mean, Bar- not that he Barrasso, turned it down. Barrasso won the Vezina's rookie year. Right. So he became a stats guy right away. Yeah, and he, he won that. I mean, really dating ourselves here talking about this, but he won that because Buffalo had a great defensive team and he had a good goaltending partner, and they won it together. Well, he was pretty good, but I but I hate to admit that ever. Uh, Dayon, how many games and who wins? I think the Penguins will take it in I want to say five, but I think it's going to be six because I really think that their penalty killing is going to slow them down and it's going to cause them problems. They need to sort that out. They need to sort it out in a hurry. So I'll say six. That's Dayon Kovacevic. Check out his work at DKPittsburghSports.com. It's now time to ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX. And after that, it's the Hockey Night Show. We're giving away another pair of tickets down here at Buford's on Fifth Avenue. Already gave away a pair last hour. The lucky winner was Eric Brunner. Ask Mark anything right now, 412-333-WXDX. Pittsburgh Penguins, you're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 1059DX. It's time not to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Jeremy in the car. Jeremy, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, which would you rather win, the Premier League or the Champions League? Uh, the Premier League, because uh, we've not won it, well, you could say ever, but we won it a bunch of times before it was called the Premier League. Uh, but right now, I'd kind of like to win the Champions League. I, I, I was worried you were going to ask me, what would I rather win, the Champions League with Liverpool or the Stanley Cup with the Penguins? Because that would be a tough question. I'm hoping to that win both this year. And, and, if, and if, if that would happen, because it's never happened the same year, I would move heaven and earth to get my picture taken with both trophies. I don't know how I'd do it. I'd try to con the Penguins and to let me take the Stanley Cup to Liverpool, I guess. 
But then again, they won't even send they won't even send down their new menu from Penn's Eats to my studio. Why the frig would they give me the Stanley Cup? It'll just wind up in the DVE studio instead. We're the flagship, but we get treated like we smell bad. Not to be critical. Let's go to Poncho in Fierro's. Poncho, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, what is the most vile, disgusting thing you've seen somebody do in public? That's a good question. And, and if I could think of it, I probably couldn't say it on the air. I mean, I've seen so much public urination. I've seen women publicly urinate. And not, not in a at all sexy way. I don't know. That That's a good question. I, I've seen people having sex in public. Actually, that was kind of a turn-on. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Lou in the car. Lou, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to get your uh, comment on something. Uh, especially during the playoffs, it seems like the Pens kind of come in with, you know, a technical game plan when they're playing Philly, and it seems like Philly just comes in with this dirty mindset. They want that dog fight. Well, want- I don't know that that's going to happen this year. Maybe it will. Like, uh, Giroux's still there. Simmons is still there. Maybe they remember that it worked in 2012 and won't bother to realize the Penguins have a different team with a different coach and a different outlook. But but I think teams sometimes take that approach against the Penguins because they know they can't beat them playing straight up. Do you think up. the Penguins get lured into that, though? They did in 2012, yeah. Should we sit around and worry about it because it might happen again? I don't know. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to think about how they won last year and the year before and they have mostly the same guys, and maybe they know what they're doing. God, you people who fret and try to figure out a way they're going to lose. What a sad way that is to live life. Then again, I've met some of you, and yes, that is a sad way to live life. Let's go to Luke and Cranberry. Luke, ask Mark What's anything. Up, sexy? What up, man? Uh, I just want to know, favorite Pittsburgh Penguin of all time? Uh, Mario Lemieux is my favorite Penguin of all time, but uh, a, a special... Note for Greg Polis, my childhood hero, the play for the Penguins who recently passed away. In fact, if you made me name one, Greg Polis was there first. He was my hero as a kid, and I got to know him, and uh, I'm very sorry he passed recently. Let's go to uh, Shane in Shadyside. Shane, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Been in Pittsburgh for six years. Just wanted to ask, what are you going to do when the Penguins lose? Go Flyers. Well, what are you going to do when the Flyers don't win again? I mean, bro, how old are you? You still there? Yeah. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? Nope. And you won't. You won't. Are you from Philadelphia? Hell yeah. And what are you doing here? School. Been graduated a long time ago. Yeah, you'll flunk. Thanks for the call. <laughs> and now it's time for the Hockey Night Show, brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. We still want calls, but hockey calls only. 412-333-WXDX. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey talk. 105.9 The X. We've got the Crosby interview just around the corner. Let's take a quick call in the meantime. Savannah in the car. Savannah, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark. How are you? Good. Um, I just have one question. Um, what, or which period do you think the Pens will have like the most... Speed and like dominance over the Flyers tonight. They better have it right away. I think if they come out flat, the Flyers have enough offensive firepower to make a game of it and perhaps even make a series of it. First period of tonight's game, 
is going to be very important in terms of the direction this series takes. Uh, let's go to Daryl and Beaver Connie. Daryl, you're on the Hockey Night Show. What up, Mark? What up? Hey, who is your uh, sleeper pick for the Penguins to uh, have a big series? Oh, I've said that a couple times uh, during today's broadcast. Zach Aston Reese, for sure. Uh, as Dejan and I talked about, the guy can make plays in tight spaces, which is what the Stanley Cup playoffs are all about. Uh, right now, he's on the fourth line. I think uh, that, you know, I, I don't hope somebody gets hurt, but invariably it happens. I think at some point, for whatever reason, Zach Aston Reese will jump up the depth chart and make impact in these Stanley Cup playoffs. 